0: the B2B messaging podcast by Winter
1: Welcome back to B2B messaging podcast. Today I have Dana Pellegrini, product marketing manager at Degreed. Dana, thanks so much for being on today.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Let's jump right in. Wanted to get to know you a little bit better. How did you end up in product marketing? Why did you choose that path?
0: I got into product marketing through a very lucky, serendipitous moment, actually. So I originally joined DeGreed as a campaign manager, and I really enjoyed that role and I loved that team. But then one weekend after about a year and a half at DeGreed, I was thinking about how I wanted that role to progress and the specific things that I wanted to start doing, stop doing and continue doing. And I realized that everything I wanted to do really lined up well with product marketing. So I was planning to ask to get involved in more stretch assignments or projects with the product marketing team, and then hopefully gradually transition into that role. And then the very next week, I got a call saying that DeGreed wanted to move me into product marketing if I was interested. So feel very lucky to have that opportunity, especially considering how well that timing worked out.
1: So Dana, how is messaging currently being done at DeGreed?
0: So I view messaging as a process where the actual writing of the messaging is at the tail end but that it really starts with research and then positioning, and then I'll go ahead and write the actual messaging. I find that if I start writing without that research and positioning phase happening first, then I'm really operating based on assumptions, and then the messaging turns out not to be as strong. So with research, this is really my favorite phase. So (laughs) here I'm focused on really learning more about the buyer, the market, and the product. So with the buyer, I want to know things like, what are the pain points they're experiencing, what are their responsibilities, who are their internal stakeholders, things like that. And then this helps to uncover who are the personas and what the, real, what the ideal customer profile is. And the second thing I mentioned researching is the market. And here I wanna know who else is trying to solve the same pain point and how they're going about that. And then the product, it's really essential to understand what you're selling or what you're messaging And to have a thorough understanding of the product and how we're solving that pain point and what's unique about our solution. And then in terms of how to do the research, interviews, if possible, are really great surveys, reading industry reports about our buyers. And that helps us understand if they have shifting priorities or where they plan to expand or cut budget, things like that. And then I move on to the positioning. And that's where I create a concise summary of the research that highlights differentiators, I define the challenges we're addressing and then the value of our specific solution. And then I go into writing the messaging and everything, the research and the positioning is what really informs that.
1: Who comes up with the key messages that you want to send out to the market?
0: It really depends on what the messaging is for in terms of who's writing it. So if it's for a specific product, the product marketing team will work on it if it's for a campaign the campaigns team our brand team the marketing leadership team they'll all be involved in that and then if it's really high level corporate messaging then that's normally our marketing leadership team and the brand team working together
1: who at your company takes the messaging and turns it into website copy
0: so who writes our website copy also depends on the page so the brand team is pretty much always involved at minimum they edit the copy and at maximum, they'll write the full copy. For example, something like our, a product page, the product marketing team will write that. And then the brand team comes in and they edit it and make sure that the voice is consistent across the website.
1: How do you know that the messaging is working? What validation do you use for that?
0: I validate our messaging through a mix of qualitative and quantitative feedback. So with the qualitative feedback that comes primarily from clients and industry analysts. So With clients, it's ideal if you have an opportunity to actually directly ask them what they think. One example that comes to mind is last year we launched a report and a couple of my colleagues were at an event with clients. And they shared this trailer preview that we did about the report and asked them directly what they thought about our promos for it. And multiple clients said there was a specific aspect of the promo that didn't resonate with them. So then we were able to quickly pivot that messaging to something that was more aligned with their priorities because we got that direct feedback. But even if you don't have the opportunity to ask directly, if you ever hear clients use your messaging back at you, or even if they say something like they're using their slides when they're talking to, your slides when they're talking to their internal stakeholders, you know that's a good indication that the messaging is working. And then analysts are also an incredibly useful resource. If there are analysts in your market or who cover your space, I highly recommend talking with them because they really have a deep understanding and a very unique and valuable perspective that I found very helpful on multiple occasions. And then that second part is the quantitative feedback. And this is where I track metrics. And the specific metrics depend on where the messaging is being used. If it's for a product and that messaging is showing up in places like the website, in brochures, or in pitch decks, I'll look at things like the number of new opportunities created value of opportunities, time it takes to win a deal, win rates, and then if it's an older product with new messaging, I like to compare the metrics to before that messaging was updated. But then if you're doing something like checking the messaging on a campaign, you might wanna look at things like cost per lead, if you're using paid media, the quality of the leads, if you're using lead grading, and then things like influence pipeline, number of download, downloads. A-B tests on email copy or subject lines, there's really a lot of options, but no matter what, I find it really useful to set quantifiable goals ahead of time. And even if, you know, you haven't been measuring these metrics in the past, I recommend starting now. So that the next time you're launching messaging, you have a benchmark.
1: What are some of the ongoing activities that you use to improve and optimize your messaging?
0: Yep. So to improve messaging, I like to monitor the feedback I mentioned, just like you said. So, for example, if we set quantifiable goals like number of new opportunities that we want to be created, we'll continue to monitor that. And I like to set goals within a specific time frame, too. So it's not just we want to create X number of new opportunities, but instead it's we want to create X number of new opportunities within six months, for example because the more specific the goal is really better. And if you're not reaching targets within the specific time frame that you set, then you know that you really have to pivot your messaging. And I'm also a really big fan of using dashboards for this, especially Salesforce. I'm one of those people who's actually very enthusiastic about Salesforce dashboards. And when I'm trying to measure the success of messaging by tying it to a metric like one or influenced opportunities, I usually create reports at the beginning of the project that track that specific goal. And then all I have to do is refresh the dashboard once a day and I can see how it's going.
1: How often do you make updates or changes to the messaging or positioning?
0: Mm -hmm. There are really two main circumstances when I'd recommend updating messaging or when I've been involved in messaging it. The first is if that feedback is telling us that we should. So the example I shared about that report we launched where clients told us the messaging wasn't resonating, that meant that I updated our messaging very quickly or if the metrics aren't tracking according to our goals, then I'll revisit it. But then the second is if there's something new. So an example of this would be if there's a new product that has an impact on the narrative of your full portfolio, then you wanna go ahead and refresh your messaging for your full portfolio.
1: So this next question is a little bit more personal. Is there a specific product or launch or a company that you worked on the messaging that you had the most fun creating that messaging?
0: my favorite projects are the ones where i have time to do the research component of the process and that's because i feel so much more confident writing messaging when research and positioning have been done first and when i've tried to do messaging without research or positioning it just hasn't been as positive of an experience because i don't have the full context and i'm working off of assumptions or even just i end up rephrasing what's being used in the in the past plus like i mentioned research is really my favorite part of the messaging process And I just like, I find it really fun to find patterns or opportunities, especially when there's data involved from something like analyzing a survey. And then (laughs) I mentioned, I like Salesforce dashboards. I also love pivot tables. So anytime I get to use a pivot table, I also am pretty enthusiastic and then degree specifically is a really fun place to write messaging because our, our brand is so playful. There's always room to add humor and we don't have to be really formal all the time.
1: In your opinion, To become great at crafting messaging, what do you think is necessary?
0: In order to create messaging that's really impactful, I think it's important to have a balance of being both analytical and creative. So creativity is always helpful and storytelling is such an important component of making sure that your messaging is engaging. But on top of that, analytical thinking is also so so important because that's what helps you identify trends and gaps So you're more likely to find the right product market fit and you're more likely to find the right people for your solution. So I see the analytical end of it really telling you what to talk about and the creative side, helping you tell you how to talk about it in an engaging way.
1: Well, I appreciate your time, Dana. Once again, Dana Pellegrini, product marketing manager at DeGreed. Do you have any parting words of wisdom, some tips that have helped you throughout your career?
0: Uh, I would say my advice is to listen. I really think that that's maybe the most underrated skill out there. You know, listen to your clients, hear what they're talking about, how they talk about their challenges, the impact your solution has on their success. Don't just assume that you know what their challenges are or what matters to them or how best to speak to them. And then also listen to the internal teams within your organization, especially your product team, your sales team, and your customer success team. I found it so helpful to just hear how other people within Degree talk about our solution. And I've gotten great messaging and positioning from internal conversations where someone will say something really brilliant about our solution and then all I have to do is write it down and it becomes a part of our messaging going forward. And then the last bit is to just listen to the market. As I mentioned earlier, I especially recommend listening to analysts, but you also want to listen to how other vendors are talking about their solution because you don't want everyone to sound the same. And it should be really clear to buyers how your solution is different from from other solutions out there.
1: Well, once again, this is B2B Messaging Podcast. Thanks again, Dana, for being on. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you next time.